Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Those wacky food scientists are at it again, that is, telling us that anything and everything that we eat is bad for us, including some of the things that you suffered through because they were originally thought to be good for you. Like, say, broccoli. Researchers have compiled the evidence, and it shows that there's half of the nutrients in a serving of broccoli that there was back in 1970. The reason, farmers have been forced to produce more with less, and because of that, they have to overtill the soil and apply way more chemicals to the soil to get more food to grow on less land. Which means, while the amount of food produced is way up, that food contains a lot less vitamins, minerals, and nutrients than it used to. For the vast majority of us, though, it won't matter, because I didn't eat broccoli then, and I'm not eating it now. <laughs> when it's on my plate... <laughs> It just goes in the trash. It's like a decoration. It's like a, it's green. a garnish. Yes. Yeah, it's like your garnish. It's yeah. a garnish for my plate. Yeah. I never understood why they do that either. Is there, I mean, no, it's I don't. not going to make me eat any more or less. No. I mean, you could, it's just in the way. You could paint a happy face on my plate. And <laughs> I'm going to eat what I'm going to eat. Yeah. The future is now, if not sooner. Oh, I think I need to work on that a little bit. That future is—that's not right, is it? The future is now, maybe, or could be tomorrow, but not sooner. <laughs> it can't be sooner than now. There is no—there is no sooner than now. That doesn't exist. Let me work on this, Cliff, while you're doing the news update. Okay. All right. You got anything better now? What do you got? The future is coming up. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> this is hard. Read this story from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast is actually true to the name because the people involved were actually eating breakfast when the incident happened. Police in Middleburg, Florida, just southwest of Jacksonville, said people were reportedly enjoying their Sunday morning coffee and donuts or perhaps juice in an omelet when an unidentified man walked into the unnamed restaurant and said he was there to collect his wife's paycheck. Police didn't say what happened next. You might imagine, though, that restaurant management would be reluctant to release an employee paycheck to a third party without prior authorization, even if the third party is the employee's husband. The apparent refusal must have angered the man, as he caused an alleged disturbance and then was asked to leave. He reportedly complied with the request, but at the exit door of the restaurant, police say the man dropped his pants and showed everyone his big ol' honkin' butt cheeks. Moons over my hammy, as it were. <laughs> Police say the dude was waiting outside the restaurant when they arrived, making it pretty easy to arrest him for indecent exposure and causing a disturbance. No word on whether or not a woman named Ethel got to see how eggs over easy are done. <laughs> Is there anybody listening that's ever been so mad that the first thought they had was... Drop their pants and show your butt. I'm dropping trowel. <laughs> and I'll show you... <laughs> Who's the maddest of all in the kingdom? Something to be proud of here on the Morning Road Show. Don't get to say that very often. It's 7.15. Well, it's true, isn't no, it? No, that's not? true. That 
when we played that song, that's about the only time I, I can say that. Yeah. that. That's it right there. Yeah. Well, the coronavirus, Cliff, mm-hmm. has affected the NBA because the uh, players have been told now yeah. to stop accepting high fives from the fans that sit around the mm-hmm. basketball court. Okay. Which, of course, will have absolutely no effect on the New York Knicks because nobody there is going to be wanting right. to high-five any of those guys. Yeah, you're absolutely And the new thing, yes. Cliff, instead of handshakes and yeah. high-fives and yeah. fist bumps, mm-hmm. you're supposed to walk up to someone and tap them on the toe with your foot. Wait, wait, you mean like you take your toe and you tap their toe? Yes. As a form of greeting, congratulatory greeting? I'm happy to see you. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There's one place though where that I really wouldn't. You know, do that. It's like in the stall of a men's room in an airport in Denver. <laughs> you want to avoid toe tapping from the person next door. Let's just go with any men's room in the stall. Let's just go with no toe tapping. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you walk up to yeah. somebody at the uh, yeah. Walmart today. Mm-hmm. And they're standing there looking for something, and you reach over your foot and you <laughs> tap, tap them their, on the toe. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to look at you like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> the question this morning is, what's better than cereal? Better, I've got the answer for you already. Glenn. Better than cereal? What's better than cereal? What's better than cereal? Pancakes. And oh what's better than pancakes? Well, what could be better than pancakes? Cereal pancakes. <laughs> really? Yes. And that's IHOP's. Latest stunt menu item. Stunt menu. Cereal <laughs> pancakes. And they're also making shakes with it, too. Okay. Cereal What kind of, what kind of cereal are we talking about? Because there's all kinds of cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I see there. That, so they're, they're going to be on it, then. They're going to so, be on you know, that. They're ma- making this pancakes out of uh, some kind of healthy cereal. Like, I don't know. What's that stuff that Yule Gibbons ate? Grape nuts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it might taste good <laughs> it might, it might. to sprinkle it on there. It might, yeah. But it's really kind of unnecessary <laughs> on a pancake. But, right. Cliff, right. if you buy five yeah. cereal pancakes, yeah. the sixth one mm-hmm. comes with a free blood glucose monitor. <laughs> okay, that Let's, might not be true. But, oh, okay. You know, Cliff, the controlled burn got me to thinking. I tried that once at my house. A controlled burn? Yes. Okay. And that's how the cornfield caught on fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> That stuff gets away from you quick. Yeah. And the uh, uh, fire department's not real happy. No, no. So uh, was it a windy day by any chance? It was windy and it had been dry. That's, that's the problem. But yeah. I thought yeah. I See. could outrun the flames. No, no, you can't. I had a rake in my hand. Yeah. Set her on fire yeah. right in the back. I thought, this is going pretty good. The next thing I know, yeah. woof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, if it's windy, they don't they do not do those. So you probably should have waited till the wind was calm. Well, yeah. 26 years later, you let me know that, yeah. Read this story of a long-forgotten battle in World War II, reminiscent of that old true segment you do every day, except this one is way more entertaining. The quiet of the early morning hours of December 27th, 1941, on two remote Norwegian islands named Vagsoy and Maloy, shattered by shelling from five different British naval vessels, and soon... Bombers were overhead to continue pounding the small German garrison that was stationed on the two islands. It had been 18 months since the Nazis had taken control of Norway. Its location would prove critical as the Germans advanced on Moscow. But there was something on those two islands that was also desperately needed, and that's why the bombing stopped. When the bombing stopped, some 
570 British commandos hit the beaches with both machine guns and demolition charges at the ready. The plan of attack called for the elite soldiers to blow up two factories, and after bloody house-to-house -house fighting, the Brits set off their charges, and, at least on those two islands, brought the production of fish oil to a halt. It wasn't for the omega-3 acids that are now known to reduce heart disease, blood pressure, and cholesterol. Turns out fish oil can also be distilled into a product to make nitroglycerin, which is used to make bombs. <laughs> Who knew that yesterday? Exactly. No one. No one knew that. When on our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff in the Morning, yes. the uh, question is there is, what is something that most people want to do but you want no part of? And we've had a lot of responses there, Cliff, and a bunch of them have been going on cruises, yep. going out of the country. Yep. For me, mm -hmm. it came instantly when I uh, saw that, Cliff. What's, what is that? Exercise. <laughs> it's something that a lot of people want to do. Yeah. I want no part of that. I, I can understand that. And yeah. I, Well, I'll tell you yeah. the story that happened, Cliff. Okay. Okay, I what? knew it was over for me a yeah. week ago tonight. Yeah. I'm sitting at home in my Lazy Boy watching TV. Yes. And the top of my small toe on my left foot started itching. <laughs> and it itched bad. So I did what most people would do. I crossed my right leg over, and I started rubbing on my toe with my heel. Yeah, that makes sense. Vigorously. And the oh, more I rubbed, okay. the better it felt. Yeah. And before long, mm -hmm. I acquired a cramp in my right calf <laughs> so bad that I was in tears in my Lazy Boy chair. Because your toe itched on your left foot. Yes. And that's when I realized, Cliff, the window for yeah. exercising in my life has closed. Has closed. Yes. That's, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself yeah. while I'm there, basically fisting my calf, <laughs> thinking to myself, if you cramp up yeah. scratching your little toe with the heel of your foot, do you have any business <laughs> running or jogging anywhere in your life from now on? It's a question you've got to ask yourself, Probably Cliff. not. I, well, probably not. Yes. <laughs> I'll play a little putt-putt from time to time. Oh, yeah. Lengths. See, that's the sport you're in. Yeah. I can do that. I bet, though, you probably get to about the 15th hole and you got to sit down because you're winded. I get, get a little you got wind. winded playing miniature golf. Yeah. Well, there's a bench there and it's there for a reason. <laughs> Audrey is her name. And Audrey? Oh, yes. Who's Audrey? Audrey. Oh. <laughs> I would like to take a peek, Cliff. I would almost I would almost pay yeah. a year's worth of my salary, which isn't a lot, right? just to take a peek at her contact list. Well, that sounds a little creepy. No, it's not creepy at all. Because <laughs> you she... Want a, you want to peek at her contacts. Yes, because Audrey is the young lady that puts all of the artists oh, on the floor of the oh, Grand Ole Opry oh, for oh, you see, to see. What, what, you should have, like... Bled with that. Maybe I should have done that. that yes. <laughs> because her contact, I mean, she's got the cell phones of like basically every country music person who's ever played at the Opry. Yes, she does. And then some. And when you see them on stage at the Opry, yeah. it's because she set it all up. Okay. Audrey's the name. And? And she got a hold of me this morning, Cliff, by an email. Really? Yes. And uh, <laughs> she wanted... So she calls the country music stars. <laughs> well. She just sends you... An email. A blanket email, yes. Yes. I like to pretend we're on a first name, that's really right. close that's why relationship you, that's there. That's why but... you've been saying Audrey over and over and over, and 
she probably doesn't know you from Adam. That's exactly yeah. right. But she wanted me to tell our wonderful 11 listeners okay. that things are a little chaotic right now in Nashville, as we all know. Yes. In fact, my daughter lives in Nashville, and uh, she texted me at 1.37 a.m. yesterday morning to let me know she was safe. And then over the course of the day, we spoke at length about some of the damage that's there. And if you look through your phone, you've seen headlines of country music stars hiding in their basements and hiding in their bathrooms because literally the tornado hit the town part of the town where there's a lot of country music stars that's, living that's yeah. exactly so. right <laughs> but audrey wants me to let you know all 11 that even though it's a little weird down there and a little strange yeah the shows are going on this weekend at the grand Ole opry cool so if you have tickets or you're thinking about going this weekend she wants to stress <laughs> Come on down. Yeah. It's just like it's always going to be when you come to the Grand Ole Opry. I had no idea that NASA ever did this, Cliff. I thought they kind of took you right out of college yeah. and groomed you to be an astronaut. But I had no idea they well, took applications. I mean, it used to be, back in the day, they were all military guys or gals. Yeah. And so they put out their request for people who wanted to volunteer to try to get into the program from all the different branches of the service. But now, civilian astronaut basically is, is what they do. And it's not the first time. that I, I read this on uh, on the NASA Tumblr thing a couple of days ago, that NASA is now taking applications for their astronaut program. They haven't done that since uh, 2015. Wouldn't that be cool to be an astronaut? <laughs> could, I be possibly, awesome. could I possibly be an astronaut? <laughs> you? Yes. No, you could not be an astronaut. Is it my age? No, it's not your age. <laughs> so they'll shoot old people up they'll into shoot, space? <laughs> they shot John Glenn up into space. Well, that's true, they did. But he was kind of an honorary And he had thing. some experience yes, with it, too. He had been up there, right. Yes. So, so, you know, last time they took applications, 2015, they got over 18,000 applications. And they picked 11. Ooh. <laughs> so it's a pretty select group. It is select. So... I'm going to say you, you're going to have some stiff competition when it comes to the qualifications to be an astronaut. Well, I would say one of the quali qualifications is you'd have to be physically fit. Well, that's true. They have something called the NASA Long Duration Space Flight Physical that you have to pass in order to keep your job. And you'd have to be pretty good in science. You'd not have to be just pretty good in science. You have to have a master's degree in some or area of science, technology, engineering, or mathematics and be working on your Ph.D. program. Or you could have graduated from a test pilot school <laughs> and have a 1,000 hours of jet time as a pilot. Well, <laughs> I bet you got to be willing to wear a diaper, and I could do that. Well, if you're... I can do that. <laughs> that could be my qualification on my resume. I'm willing to, to wear, wear a, diaper a diaper at all times to right. be an astronaut. See, I think the only thing that you really got in that might, you know, get you in is the fact that you push a lot of buttons. So you've got a lot of work experience pushing buttons, and astronauts generally do push a lot of buttons. I can do that. However, there is one thing that I think are just going to make you abandon this idea and walk away. <laughs> okay, what's that? I mean, if you have a lifelong dream to be an astronaut, part of the training regiment, you're required to complete military survival training. It sounds tough. Well, here's the toughest part. Astronaut candidates are required to pass a swimming test during their first month of training. <laughs> you 
You have to swim three lengths of a 25-meter pool without stopping, and then three more lengths of the pool in a flight suit and tennis shoes with no time limit. But, you know, they don't land in the ocean anymore. Why would I need to do that? (laughs) Well, they don't land in the ocean on purpose. Survival training is for when things don't go as planned. That's where the (laughs) diaper comes in. No, hey, 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 hey. Now, there was no need to go the monkey route this morning, Cliff. No, no, they actually did shoot monkeys in this space. So maybe you got a chance. (sighs) Turn your application in as test monkey. (laughs) See what happens. I have mentioned this morning, Cliff, that I'm willing to wear a diaper to be in the astronaut program, right? (laughs) Have I not mentioned that? Yes. You have mentioned that you are willing to wear a diaper. Probably one too many times. I'm just going to say. They won't have to force me. That's all I'm saying. I won't have to be forced no, diapered. No. Oh, my goodness. I'm a willing participant oh, here. Is it, are we done yet? Can I go home now? Seriously. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. And here's another reason, Cliff, why I could never be an astronaut. Because until today... I mean, you said you'll wear a diaper. I know. But until today, yeah, I did not know yeah. that the natural color of rubber is white. Okay. And an astronaut would probably already know that. I would Cliff. say they would probably have learned that at some point during their advanced education. Yes. yes. You see, when they made tires originally for cars, yeah. they were white. But a company figured out that if they sold their carbon black chemicals to the Goodrich Tire Company and you injected that into the molding when they're making the tires, thus turning them black, yes. it makes them far more durable than the white rubber. Okay. It makes them last a lot longer. They don't get abrasive on the roads and wear out quickly like yeah. the white tires did that originally came out. Yeah. The tensile strength is increased like a thousand percent from it blowing apart on you. Okay. And it dissipates heat from the tread and from the belts underneath the tread. All because yeah. they stick carbon black in your tires. And used to be. Yeah. And I've seen some of the older cars. They had white oh, tires. Oh, yeah. Like Solid. The, some of the old uh, Model A kind of things. That's still exactly see those, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But black tires, huh. and everybody, you Who know, knew? everybody knows. See, you might have a chance for that astronaut thing yet. Because it almost sounds like, unless you're just reading that off a piece of paper, it almost sounds like you've got a master's degree in rubbers. Yes. <laughs> Plus, yeah. I think we already know the other. You'll wear a diaper. Well, we already knew that. Yes, right. Cliff, anything said today? <laughs> yeah, there were a few things. Let's start with number three. And that's how the cornfield caught on fire. <laughs> number two, basically fisting my calf, which, by the way, has nothing to do with farming. Just want to let you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> the number one morning road show phrase for today, I won't have to be force diapered. <laughs> Well, it's true. It's been a difficult day here, I just got to say. Because you've just insisted over and over. We've been talking really for like two hours about nothing else but you applying to be an astronaut. <laughs> Especially this diaper thing, which I think really is way, way down on the list of qualifications. In fact, it's been so difficult here working with you. It's kind of like picking up a turd by the clean end. <laughs> well, that's what the diaper's for, Cliff. <laughs> If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.